I did a little bit yesterday, so I, I feel I feel pretty solid, but there might be some times where I have to scramble because I've written complete fucking gibberish and <laughs> instead I think the uh, Lanier County Health Department thinks I'm a racist. Why? Because I was scheduling uh, my daughter was a little bit behind on her vaccinations and she has to have them before she can go to school. Right. So I scheduled the appointment with uh, the health department in Lanier County. And they asked, uh, where did she get her previous vaccinations? And her doctor is a Latino man named Dr. Alvarado. And I was like, oh, she went over to Dr. Avocado's office. And she goes, I'm sorry, did you say avocado? Did you mean Alvarado? And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, God, I get those mixed up all the time. I tried to joke it off. She was not fucking laughing. That made it worse. Yeah. She was not laughing at all. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, they definitely think you're racist. Bumbled that one. But I I actually think that's they're probably wondering, like, uh, so, like, no, I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. I'm not fucking oh, saying say it. it. No, nope. say it. Say it. don't be a coward. No, nope. I am a coward. I'm a big say coward. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hairy chin bitch. <laughs> hairy chin bitch. <laughs> I, uh, I would have been like that, or we went to his daughter, uh, Doctor Guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> It's If You Catch My Grift, it's a podcast about carnies, grifters, and con artists. I am Dalton. We are joined by Austin. Heaven Shut the fuck up. No. And Charlie. What's up? What's that? <laughs> Uh. <laughs> I just love when we go to the to the intro to the show. Dalton immediately forgets what the name of the show is for a good half second before he, he's like, "Uh, uh." See, that's the tis I'm talking, man. It's it's not half even a that. second to process the information. It's not even that. It's it's the the after effect when he wants to tell you what the show is about, and he's just like trying to name off things. Like I'm just waiting for like. Well, the official tagline, like in my head, is Carney's. Uh, yeah, in your head, it's right there. Carney scammers and con artists, right? Carney scammers and con artists, but I forget the order every time, and like that fucks me up. Did you, hey, you just know, have little is... pieces of paper with the yes, stuff exactly. on it, man? It would make so much sense. Then I'd have the fucking board of red string from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and I'd be Charlie like, <laughs> just, oh, you, you just get, a, no, get a notebook. Two post-its. I'll mail you a pack of post-its. Two post-its. That's all you need. You need the intro to the show, and you need the list of our group of, of our friends of the show. That's it. That's all <laughs> you need. Those are literally... It, it, your contribution is remembering two things. Is <laughs> those two things. That's your part of this podcast. You just got to remember those two things and you never do. And you refuse to write it down. Just so you send him that Mac, just glue those to the Mac. Yeah, I will. Print them as stickers and just stick them to the the sides of the mouse. (laughs) Yes. Oh, Oh, shit. Oh, speaking of subjects, you know what I really want to do, Charlie? There's so much I want to do, Charlie, but, you know, I work about lately. It's been 60 to 70 hours a week and I have a child, which is also a full time job, which, you know, my wife also, you know, she does most the bulk of the work. But, you know, I really want to do 
Action Park. I really want to do Kanye West. I really want to do a whole bunch of things for Austin. Austin freaking if I knew your middle name, I'd dox you on air. He won't do it. He says, that sounds a good, like a good idea. You should write a script. And I don't, I've never written a script in my life. I think that's fair. I absolutely fair. love. I absolutely love anytime you come up with an idea that I know Austin's going to be like, that's a great idea. You should do that. <laughs> I, I fucking love it because I'm like, I instantly just want to tell you no and to fuck off. And Austin is just so good about just hurting it and being one. like, so write it. I think that's fair. I have written 37 episodes. <laughs> exactly. You have written zero. It, it's literally, it's the best way to get you to be you like, know never what mind. Would happen I don't care. If I told I my wife, enough. like, hey, I've got to write this script. She'd be like, fuck off. Do those dishes. <laughs> <laughs> I managed to maintain a job and a household, and I don't have a kid. That's different. But, you know, I mean, you just kind of put you know, them in the yard and let them run around. Similar. Yeah, I'm a cat. That's fine. You got two Mate, he's got Whenever two cats. Harlan, I'll tell you what, Harlan starts school next Friday. Oh, God, it's going to make me cry. Well, Harlan starts school next Friday. I'm going to have some ample free time whenever okay. she starts school. I will, I will get to help work you. on those scripts. I okay. I I will help you write this. Okay. okay. I mean, like, I'm I'm not even saying that. Like, I I will help you. I'll help you guide. I just am not doing the entire work because I don't. <laughs> I just don't, <laughs> I don't want, want to. to do this. No, I don't want to do this. Part of the reason I can do this, this is a lot of work. Is that like I'm interested in the things that I'm I'm writing about. Brother Action Park. I know there's a documentary that and there's the a bunch of lawsuits. Fun, that's the most fun story. Goddamn, uh, the founder of Action Park, he's a goddamn hero. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Jay Gold has been there. Maybe he come on. Yes. Oh, oh, Jay Gold, Sam Gold. Little, yeah, we uh, could get Sam. I gotta, I gotta, yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm finally gonna meet Sam in real life soon. Okay. Okay, we can talk to him. I, I I vaguely remember Jay Gold saying that he'd been there before. I, I may be wrong, but I can text him and find out. We could bring the the Goldsteins on. That'd be good. That'd be fun. Oh yeah, little uh, IWTV guy. If you catch my graph cross branding, hell yeah. Okay. So I hope you've had fun, listener, up until this point, because going forward, this is kind of a bummer of an episode. <laughs> Not Charlie lie. play the womp womp womp. <laughs> Soundboard on demand. <laughs> no it's you know what we do this this is we're 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 gonna go back uh and cover another aspect of the prison industrial complex and it's something that i feel very strongly about and i think that it's you know not not there are obviously a lot of other people talking about this but i don't think nearly enough and so slave labor we're gonna yeah we're gonna dive into another aspect and kind of you know as our little sub series on this and I definitely hope- not a part two. Let me put that out in front. <laughs> it is not a part two. No, you can no. listen to this. <laughs> so I, I have a question for you. I mean, and, and I'm just going to, it's kind of a hypothetical. So let's say you're running a state government, a local government, like you're the state government, you're the local government, whatever. And you have burn it to the ground. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's not the question, though. You can't you can't insert your own answer into the question I haven't asked. But I, I agree with you. Um, you oversee the justice system, right? That's true. You don't get to pick. I'm just saying that that's what you do. And, and you've decided back, line him against the wall. Stop. Let him finish, please. <laughs> this could be a six-hour episode. Um, what you so you run a prison system, right? You've decided that prison is the best way for 
rehabilitation, whatever. We don't even try to fucking rehabilitate prisoners. What do you think that you, as this government entity, what are your responsibilities to the prisoners that you're holding? Um, as the state sees it now, or as I personally, no, as you, like you would just say, Hey, in, 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 in the, the right way of doing things, the way that I would do things, what are your responsibilities to those prisoners? If um, you were a state them, actor, help them seek counseling, um, behavioral health services, um, make even sure, bigger than that though, like shelter, like what else, you know, make sure they have adequate shelter because Three hots in a cot, baby. <laughs> no, that's the thing we got now, Charlie. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, hey, at least they're not outside like they are in Arizona wearing the pink outfits. We're going to talk about that motherfucker today, too. Oh, yeah, just a complete overhaul is what would be necessary. And I don't right. think uh, one elected official would have the, uh, what do you call it, the financial support nor the will of the people of the United States to get that done. So, okay, then I'll, I'll ask the question in a different way. Do you think that it would be your responsibility to provide uh, nutritious food for Absolutely. people in prison? Well, you are very different than the United States of America. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Specifically, we're going to talk about a big motherfucker of a company called Aramark. And Aramark. Guarantee, if you Google it right now, you know their logo and you've definitely seen their truck at some point. It's A-R-A-M-A-R-K. They're a huge, huge company. And they are a private contractor in the uh, food supply uh, business for prisons. I'm waiting for him to Google yeah, I've seen this company before. Right, right. So they're a giant food company. They're a food service company. And the reason that you've seen their their logo, even if you don't live near a prison or a jail, is because they also service um, public school districts, colleges, university, healthcare facilities, um, sports entertainment venues. At one point, they were even the food contractor for the Atlanta Braves. Sorry. Um, luckily, they, <laughs> they, they ditched them when they moved to Truist Park. Uh, well, I would say Truist Park has the best goddamn food of any baseball stadium I've ever been to. And you know why? It's because it's not Aramark anymore. They're a terrible fucking company. And actually, I was leaving work today, and uh, one of my coworkers said, "Hey, what?" Are you? He's like, "What?" what? I, was like, I was like, "I have to get home because I got to record tonight." And he's like, "Oh, what are you recording?" And I said, "I'm recording this company called Aramark." And one of the other guys in the office who hasn't listened to the podcast was like, "Wait, did you say Aramark?" And I said, "Yeah." He goes, "They are a fucking evil company." And I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, I actually used to work for them for a really short amount of time back in college. And they are all fucking awful. So I know that actually, like, I know I'm on the right track when when there's people who don't know what this podcast is about talking about how fucking awful they are. So um, and that was not in the confines of did you tell him to listen in two weeks? I did. And then Ah. he he subscribed to the to our feed on on Spotify. (laughs) Did you look over his shoulder? Make sure he did it like subscribe the button. No, I just I was like, well, I know, I know him. Hi, I did that. I did that at work. Well, I just, I suggested a few episodes for him. I, and specifically when he got to the one that's called God is a woman, the Tammy Faye Baker, he was like, yes, I'm listening to that. I don't know who that is. Let's do it. So it's a good one. Um, Aramark. 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 Uh, huge company, right? So they do all these sports venues. They do schools, you know, trade show, not trade shows, so like convention centers. Um, but they also provide food services to prisons, and that's specifically and why we're talking about hospitals, which and is hospitals. weird. Yeah, yeah. They, they're they're rather extensive. They're an, a very old company, but they um, 
operate in 19 countries around the world. And in 2020, they the revenue was 12.8 billion with a B. Ooh, well, when you spend like 42 cents on your food quality, it would make sense that you have profit you that You are so fucking spot on with that. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> you have no idea. Or maybe you do and you know more about this than I thought. But uh, yeah, um, the company was started in 1936 with the formation of Davidson Brothers. Um, in 1958, Davidson Brothers partnered with a guy named William Fishman to f- to form the Automatic Retailers of America, or ARA, which is where the ERA and ERAMARC ah, came from. Okay, And they were a vending machine company back in the 60s when that was like a novel idea. And they, they like served... Um, a, a, couple, a bunch of Olympic games and they, they with Dude, their machines. I really think all three of us would be like millionaires if we were like in the 60s, like in our adult, oh, yeah. with our adult brains we have now. It's like, just think of, think of like white person would be like, oh man, it'd be really cool if I had a drink right now. Oh man, it'd be really great if we had this refrigerated unit out in public. <laughs> I could just like give a dollar to you and get this cold drink. Oh man, what a novel idea. We should do that. <laughs> so, like, hot tub time machine. Yep. Yeah, those hot tub time machine vending machines. <laughs> no, actually, I'd time ra- machine Google. Yeah, I would rather do Google. Let's do Google. <laughs> and Amazon shit. Domino's Domino's stock actually has outperformed over the last ten years. Has outperformed Apple, Amazon, all of those. It's or insane. It's the best fast food pizza place of all time. So I do like Domino's sense. pizza. They're good. Maybe we can get them good. to sponsor us. We we all like Domino's. I'm Domino. tell, I mean, you've been sleeping on it, and I know you have. Everybody has their chicken wings, Charlie. Fucking mm-hmm. Domino's chicken wings. Oh yeah, wings oh yeah, the chicken so goddamn good. Yes. They got a they got a really good fucking sandwich too. That chicken sandwich is like a chicken bacon ranch sandwich. Hell yeah, dude! dude I'm so glad we're all so like, on board. Now, we never Fuck agree yeah. about anything. Fuck it's yeah! Usually, it's usually Charlie and me being right and Dalton being way fucking wrong. <laughs> that is correct. So, uh, you know, vending machines is how they started. Their the scope of their business has grown quite a bit since then. Um, they are all, in, in addition to food services, they're also into facilities maintenance, which is like janitorial contracting. They do uniforms and laundry services, supply chain management, um, hospitality, and beverage services. So they've got quite a bit. It's all sort of related to each other, but it's not all the same thing. Um, so just we're going to go back in time. We're going to do a little bit of a background, and, and this is going to kind of harken back i think a little bit to the jpay episode which i feel like if you haven't listened you should maybe take a listen because we we kind of lay the foundations for this whole series in that but this but isn't a part two this is not a part two this is an ongoing it is series. really good uh first part of a series yeah it absolutely. is really good to listen to <laughs> if jpay were number one in a series of episodes <laughs> it would be really good to listen to that before you listen to this totally standalone episode right it's an episode two it's not a part two <laughs> um so more or less um mo- for the most of the existence of our carceral system in the u.s prisoners essentially had no rights right you go to jail you have no rights right. you, you could probably make that argument today but there have been some there has been some progress into making you know or into giving more rights to prisoners um in 1969 the supreme court heard a string of cases then there's a lot of them so i didn't want to talk about all of them i just want to talk about the last one they ruled on um but it these cases would eventually lead to a case a uh, landmark case called hutton versus finney uh the decision didn't come out even though the, the, these cases started in 1969 the final decision didn't come out until 1978 so it took nine years oh, of going wow. through the to, to get through this. And that's pretty typical. 
and the bulk of the decision concerned inmate isolation as punishment. And it ruled that you cannot isolate people. It's against the Constitution. It's against specifically the Eighth Amendment, which is the uh, cruel and unusual punishment. So basically, prisons have just relabeled it as, you know, what what solitary confinement is. Right. And they're like, oh, we're protecting the person that's in it from the general population. And that apparently is perfectly fine. But if you do that to punish people, it's illegal. So it's you can for see your protection, man. Yeah, it's that's, for your protection. We're keeping you safe. It's for, yeah, exactly. for your protection. Yep. Okay. Um, one of the other parts of that ruling concerned food as punishment. So these literally they were starving prisoners that acted up inmates, uh, you know, incarcerated people. I'm going to kind of use all three of those terms. Yeah, Inmates will do that now. Like if they don't like you, they'll make sure you don't get food and starve you out. Yeah. So, but that's an inmate doing it to an inmate. That's not, that's not the jail. Yeah. It's different. It's a little different ballgame when the government's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is actually from the ruling. It says uh, prisoners in isolation receive fewer than a thousand calories a day. Their meals consisted primarily of four inch squares of gru, a substance created by mashing meat, potatoes. Yeah. Gru. Do you know what that is? Sounds like slop. Yeah, well, the, just wait. So it's a substance created by mashing meat, potatoes, oleo, syrup, vegetables, eggs, and seasoning into a paste, and then baking the mixture in a pan. That's it disgusting. Is nasty, nasty. And uh, I actually want to show you a picture of kind of what it looks like because it's fucking gross. Is it at least hot, or is it like a frozen puck? I think it's probably room temperature. All right, I'm going to share my screen. This is great audio content, but I just want your reaction <laughs> to what this shit looks like. Oh, boy. Oh, that's, uh, that's the God's worst meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> that is nasty. <laughs> nasty, nasty shit. I so would that's try a lot. The, the picture for that, the caption for that picture said brown block of fibrous meat. Yep. Right. <laughs> and, it, it, and it doesn't always have meat in it. Sometimes they cut the corners. But so what, what the Supreme Court decision said... Uh, was that it was unconstitutional to withhold food as punishment. But what the ruling didn't say was that you couldn't punish incarcerated people by giving them really gross, less tasty food that had the same nutritional value. Oh, right? so if you fuck up, you get the Gru. Yes, even to oh. this day. Now, Gru has undergone a um, a bit of a... I, I, like a PR campaign. Uh, it's so not called Gru anymore. They call it <sighs> Nutriloaf. Or in a Gru Renaissance. Yeah. Nutra Loaf <laughs> is the new name because it sounds more nutritious, but it's the same fucking thing. It's the exact same fucking thing. And now I understand why commissaries. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about that too <laughs> in this very episode. Um, safe food. I'm just going to come out and say it. Safe food is not a luxury. It's a necessity, right? You have to have the right amount of nutrition. There's like really terrible consequences for people's bodies if they don't eat the right you know the the necessary foods and the fact that we've chosen to put these people uh lock these people up and then not feed them or feed them really terrible shit is i mean we really what kind of lesson does that teach that doesn't teach anything and 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 and, you know on the surface the prisoners are like rehabilitation you're not rehabilitating anybody with this fucking garbage no anyway uh, 1978, the year that ruling came out, was also the year that Aramark uh, got into the prison business, and it was the first private section contractor in the food service field with prisons. So they were they were the oldest one. To this day, it dominates the service. Um, it, it that whole industry really. the The proposal 
of course, with all privatization was that you would lower costs for taxpayers without any impact on service. This is a fucking lie. This is the biggest bunch of bullshit that anybody has ever said. They can't, you absolutely can't do that, right? It's just not true. And like, yeah. you can apply that to literally any privatization. They, you lower the cost, the quality is going to drop, like point it, blank period. Right, because you have to lower the pay. Like, that's right. just what it is. Like, right. I mean, yeah. And so it's a lie. We'll, we'll touch on that. But since then, there have been other players since 1978. There's obviously been other players, right? Because they're like, oh, you can make some money off these fucking prisoners. Let's go do it. Um, but Aramark is still the largest. It has a 38% market share of the prison food service industry. God damn. That's, that's huge. Over just a third. For, for comparison, okay, Amazon in the United States has 38% market share of online shopping. So these guys have the same market share as Amazon does. The Amazon of prisons. Oh, God. That's a diabolical prison food. Evil. Yeah. That's it's... diabolically evil. <laughs> right? Uh, I'm going to show you a video of the CEO at one point, and you're going to see exactly why. He looks like he, he looks like Jabba the Hutt. And, Eating too um, much guru. And, and Emperor Palpatine had a child. <laughs> <laughs> and he was fed with Gru and left in the sun too long. Uh, he's I'm not, not look-shaming, but this guy's a fucking scumbag. So. Oh, I I am ugly as shit. Uh, yeah, just, <laughs> just, just, just wait. Um, so there is, um, this is an incredible, there, there's a report that was issued by this organization called Worth Rises. And they, I, I pull a lot from them, both in the JPay and this, I'm, I'm going to continue to pull from them because I think it's a really good comprehensive review of the private, the private uh, prison industry. And so from there, this is, this is a quote from that. And I just want to give them credit because it's, Awesome. And I couldn't have done this series without that. Um, Aramark operates more than 600 correctional facilities and serves over a million meals each day to bring in $1.6 billion annually on its correctional business, which is about 12% of their total revenue comes from prisons. Now, just to kind of give you an idea, like 12%, you're like, oh, that's not that much. Apple makes 11% of its money selling computers <laughs> like oh holy shit i mean all the other so i mean that's a pretty substantial if, if apple was like oh we're only making 11 percent of our money from our, let's just stop making computers they would never do that right it's right. way it still brings in way too much money for that um so i guess we'll just go through like what actually happens when you privatize an industry like this and a lot happens and we talked about this just a minute ago food quality tends to go down portions uh, are controlled more stringently and the service decreases right because you're you're replicating what was once the job of a public sector employee oftentimes a union employee um, for less money while still managing to make a profit pay goes down service goes down there's a direct correlation anybody tells you otherwise is lying to you Mm mm-hmm um, you so pay, it, you it, pay me $18 an hour. I'm going to work like I'm making $18 an hour. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like, it, it's not a hard concept to get your hand, your head around. Um, but in addition to um, providing food to prisons, they also prepare and serve the food and are responsible for the delivery and the storage of the food in that prison. And this is actually a little blurb from their website. And I want to put this at the beginning, towards the beginning, because I just want you to, to think about this as we talk about all of the bullshit that they get up to. So from their website, Aramark is committed to driving innovative programs that support overall health, improve self-worth and behavior, and connect inmates to their support systems. We strive to create an environment 
where food is served with respect and dignity. Our suite of programming creates a value elevated experiences that drive value for our clients, officers, inmates, and their families. Get fucked. This is, yeah, exactly. You said better than I could. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Your dignity, di- dignity. I hate jail meals. <laughs> there's no dignity in that, dude. Honestly, there's a chance it was Aramark too. There's a really good chance. Probably it was Aramark. launches for fucking ham sandwiches every day, every oh, yeah. single day. A ham sandwich. You, no. you're, you're hitting on so much stuff that's going to be in this episode. You know how you, many fucking ha- dude? I ate like over a hundred ham sandwiches, <laughs> and that was it. Just every day you get a ham sandwich. No, they did for uh, New Year's because I was in over New Year's. You know what they did? Know what their special treat was? Here's a Snickers bar. Not even a full-size Snickers bar. Like the uh-huh. Halloween-size Snickers bars. That's it. That's your treat. That's what you look forward to. That's the thing you look forward to all year is a full, not full, a fun-sized Snickers bar. Imagine that. It ain't Happy fucking sp- summer camp, Dalton. You did something <laughs> wrong to get put in there. What the fuck do you want? I want them to have fucking services to fix their goddamn behavior. I don't want them to get treated like fucking slaves eating yeah. out the goddamn slot that bucket every goddamn to, meal. That has nothing to do with it because you got a small Snickers bar. That that's the problem with the prison system. No, that's no, I think the, the ham sandwich. The problem is that's the, the goddamn reward. That's the fucking problem. <laughs> what did you do? Did you just flip the camera? Uh oh, Dalton just broke his computer. Him? Yeah, I think he's gone. Uh- <laughs> oh, you pissed him off now. He quit the show. I think I bet he pulled out his Ethernet cord by accident. Oh no. Uh, I'm not trying to make it seem like you know, you're a bad person or anything. I'm just trying to. Well, no, like, I don't think my, you are. I don't my, think you my, are. I think I just didn't get the like, like the point across clear yeah. enough. Maybe. Well, I'm not saying that we need to like give them, you know, filet mignon and you know, like in couscous, whatever that is. Uh, I just I think that like I don't know, uh, f- like these people like being over, like they were so over the top happy for a little fun size sticker bar. And they were just so mm-hmm. sad to me. That's all. That's the right. point I was trying to get right. across. I can understand that. Like uh, it's. And I was only there for like a month or two, you know, and like, uh, I don't know. And there are people that were in there waiting on trial for months. Like for that's months. the fucked up thing. We're not even talking about convicted people necessarily, right? right? Some right. people are in jail because they can't afford parole or were denied even oh, parole. Bond. Bond. bond, sorry. Yeah. Um, not parole. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. Um, and they're just waiting for trial. That's the whole thing. Like anytime, and I don't know how much news from New York City comes out, but like anytime you hear stories about Rikers Island, just know mm-hmm. that's a jail. That is holding pre-trial detainees that is not a prison they have not been sentenced they haven't seen a judge they haven't been in front of a jury and and, and, you know if that if it's a jury trial like they're just there because they're too poor to get out and they are routinely dying committing suicide i mean it's it's insane what's going on there it is absolutely horrible so yeah i'm I'm sorry i got mad at you charlie i did and (laughs) i I need to get my emotions in check i'm sorry that's why we do this podcast so you can exercise your demons (laughs) Specifically, this sub series. Say what you will. That is great. That's great content. <laughs> Dude, like, whenever I saw that updating screen, I was like, oh, fuck. God damn it.
Yeah. Well, at first I wasn't the screen. At first I thought I broke my computer. I yeah, sent the picture. That picture you awesome. sent me. Holy shit! I really I was like, oh, he's toast now. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll send it to the group chat, Charlie. I thought I broke it because that's what it looked like when I opened it back up, and I was like, oh, god damn it! <laughs> uh, I don't like, take a lot of sand killers. No, I, I feel shit. like when it comes to that kind of thing, like uh, sometimes I don't I know how people- to. Con- if if I was in control of prison systems, obviously I would try to do it a little bit different than than how it is. At least with having like healthier options for stuff and not just being like the blandest, most terrible food possible. Like obviously, like they're, I, I, but I think like that kind of gets weighed down when you look at like somebody that's got to push all these numbers and like try to figure that out. Like I feel like at some point they're like, you know what, whatever whatever i can do to just not have to, this on my plate and then it just becomes like what you had to deal with so it's so, like i'm actually glad that you're taking that perspective and this is why i want to get to the end of this episode and i want to check back in with you on that and i want to get yeah. i want i want to see if i can move the needle as is, i take this as a challenge because i think that the story i'm we're on page three of the script i mean like page <laughs> script yeah, three of like we got a long way to go, and I I'm hoping that I can change your mind, okay. based on like real shit that happens. So that's what that's that's my job in this episode. Usually it's changing Dalton's mind, but Dalton and me are on the same page. I think um, he just may not know how fucking awful it really gets, like the depth of the awfulness. But uh, I'm gonna change Charlie's mind. Take it from that's the Pentagon budget. That's my answer to what I would do. I would take <laughs> yeah, it from the Pentagon yeah. budget. Or that war slush fund movie. that they have that yeah. they've been just putting seventy billion dollars in every fucking year. No, no, for the war machine. Yeah, hundred billion dollars. Where it's coming close to a trillion dollars. Um. Anyway, that's insane. That's not real money. That just is unreal. So, and wanna... that, my friend, that's why I don't pay my taxes. <laughs> and that is why everybody's student loan should be paid off because yeah. that money is just in there sitting there doing nothing in case we go to war yeah so, you know there's there's a lot we could go off on but we're going to talk really quickly about a okay. history of prison foods this is not about okay. churches so charlie's eyes won't roll on the back of his head um, <laughs> i saw this guy um literally eat ass in prison one time it was called oz and uh he got a spoon out and uh there was there was some ass eating going yeah. on i think and that's my dad I... has a prison story where he walked in on his uh celly douching his asshole with a hot sauce bottle but that's besides the point Oof, god <laughs> so it was prison not foods. hot sauce in the hot sauce bottle let me put that out there it was water <sighs> in the hot sauce bottle but it was not it was not hot sauce yeah, but that's a cowardly move. Mac. <laughs> it's always sunny. He's country Mac. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a cowardly move. If it was Dalton douching his asshole with the hot sauce bottle, there'd be hot sauce in the hot sauce bottle. Am I right? Mate, I'll try it. Yeah, I know. Stevo exactly. does sell hot sauce for your butthole. That's a real that's a real product that is out there on the market. So. All right. Let's go. Adult tales. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it live for the Patreon on video. Oh, I don't know if I want to be on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to the story. Uh, let's go. Um, so, Niels, this is from um, Prison Legal News, which is, is obviously this is their beat. Meals um, served to prisoners have varied significantly by significantly by era and location. In the northeastern part of the United States, for example, prisoners were once served what was considered a poor man's food, lobster. <laughs> I got goddamn lobster. <laughs> Brother, I can't afford lobster. 
<laughs> so this is going to blow your mind, I think. Up until sometime in the 1800s, lobster was literally low-class food, eaten only by the poor and the institutionalized, David Foster Wallace wrote in a 2004 gourmet essay. Even in the harsh uh, penal environment of early America, some colonies have laws against feeding lobsters to inmates more than once a week because it was thought to be cruel and unusual, like making people eat rats. One reason for their low status was how political lobsters were in old New England. Wow. Okay. <laughs> also, uh, a 1946 menu from the federal prison on Alcatraz Island listed a number of tasty dishes, including roast pork shoulder, beef pot pie, uh, baked meat, baked meat croquettes with uh, bechamel sauce. I might be fucking that up, and that makes me sound dumb. Potato chowder, fried eggs, and spinach with bacon. That's you pretty good. You're making me so fucking hungry right now. We got all this podcast to do, and I'm fucking starving now. <laughs> um, among the world's prisons, Norway has a reputation for the most humane facilities. At the Bastoy prison in... Go ahead and drop that re-offenders uh, rate for Norway. Oh, oh, I, don't, I don't have it okay. handy, but it's low. Um, at the Bastoy Prison in the Horton Municipality, municipality, uh, prisoners are served fish balls with white sauce and prawns, chicken con carne, and salmon. In Japan, fucking, huh? They got fucking salmon. Yeah. In well, I'm about to get locked up in Norway. <laughs> yeah, Norway. I'm gonna fly to Norway and get locked up real quick. Uh, in Japan, meals include fried fish, miso soup, rice with barley. Dacon radish and noodle mm. salad, while prisoners in India are served. Oh, I'm going to mess this up. Hulahora, uh, a tamarind rice dish for breakfast. Lunch consists of lentil stew with rice and curry. Dinner is tamarind juice soup and rice. Goat or chicken curry is served on Sundays. Prisoners in Denmark can actually prepare their own meals. I really hope that you're going to say chicken tikka masala for India because that's what I just ate for dinner. Well, so from that same article, we're going to go to the dark side now. Right? So wait, before we go to the dark side, do they, for napkins, did they ever like rip off another inmate shirt really harshly and then hand it to the other inmate? <laughs> Once again, the old on this call has no idea what you're talking about, but Charlie's cracking up. I'll have to send you, I'll, I'll send it to you later. All right. So this is stupid. the other. that's all it is. It's fucking, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. This is the other side of the coin. Prison food can be much worse in countries where prisoners are treated poorly and their well-being is not seen as a priority. Andre, oh man, I should have read this better because these names are going to kill me. <laughs> Andre uh, Barabanov served four years in Russia's penal system following an anti-Putin protest in 2012. And this is in quotes. They don't, they didn't give us porridge in the prison canteen, but an incomprehensible gray mass he said i have stomach problems and i felt as if they were trying to kill me in thailand visitors uh, can deliver food to prisoners those who are not so lucky must eat the prison fare and this is also in quotes by seven o'clock a bell would ring and the prisoners would line up in the mess hall where plates of steam rice husks had been sitting on the benches for half an hour wrote harry i'm not even going to pronounce that last name harry an australian who served six months in bangkok prison for defaming the thai monarchy though hungry i resisted the temptation to try the murky soups having seen cats vomit after being fed the scraps Oof. China. Here we go. We love China, right? Everybody loves China, especially uh, right-wingers. They fucking love China. Uh, China, <laughs> according to U.S. citizen um, Stuart B. Foster, has, has a brutal 
prison system. While serving eight months in a Chinese prison, Foster was forced to assemble Christmas lights all day, except during two 10-minute breaks for lunch and dinner. If the prisoners' work production did not meet quota, their rations were halved. Starve them out. Yep. So we're going to find out pretty quickly where the United States falls on this spectrum, whether they're like with Norway and Japan or they're with China and Russia. I think they're in the middle somewhere. Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, this is from a piece in uh, Truth Dig by a guy named Chris Hedges. And I actually really like Chris Hedges as a journalist. And I almost didn't say that because he's a little controversial. And I might, I'm, there might be stuff that I don't know about him that will maybe get me canceled. But I, I think he's done really good work um, in his war reporting over the years. He uh, is a big not a big enemy of the United States, but he definitely seems like the most of the government entities in the United States don't really care for Chris Hedges, which kind of makes him okay with me. Um, so this is a piece that he wrote. Crystal Jordan, who has spent 23 years as a corrections officer in New Jersey and who works at the Burlington County Jail and another corrections officer at the jail who did not want to be named, told me that the food doled out to the prisoners by Aramark is not only sub- substandard, but often spoiled. For nearly a decade, Jordan has filed complaints about the conditions of the jail, including persistent mold on walls and elsewhere with the Federal um, Occupational Safety and Health Administration, your favorite organization, OSHA, um, and and state and county (laughs) officials. The results of her complaints has been negligible. And then this is this is from that article in quotes. The big shift came in uh, 2004 when the state got rid of the employees who worked in the kitchen and gave food service contract to Aramark, said Jordan, who has sent several complaints about jail kitchen conditions to state and county authorities. And again, in quotes, the food was not great earlier, but the officers ate it along with the prisoners. Once Aramark came in, that changed. The bread was stale. I saw food in the kitchen with mold in it. The refrigerator broke down and the food was left outside in the cold or trucked in from another facility. Those who ate the food began to get sick. The officers then demanded the right to bring in their own food or order out, which the jail authorities granted. But the prisoners had no choice. Diarrhea and vomiting is common among the prisoners. A few weeks ago, one of the officers got a bowl of the prisoner's chili. We all told him not to eat it. He ended up with diarrhea in the bathroom. So this is sounds like my normal chili experience, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm just, this goes beyond like poor nutritional standards into like you're serving people spoiled food. Right. And this is a jail. This is pretrial people. These are, these are people that have not been convicted of anything yet and they're getting served this shit. Um, And this is what happens when you try to get the cost of feeding someone down to a dollar a meal. Right. And that's and that's a lot of their goals. So if we can keep it under a dollar a meal, we can be profitable, profitable okay. to shareholders. Like this has got nothing to do with saving taxpayer money. This is about making money for your shareholders. All right. So my question is, yeah. up until the last couple months, thanks, Joe Biden, you can get a McDouble for a dollar at McDonald's. Right. What's the difference in me paying a dollar for that McDouble and uh, the expense per meal for prisoner being a dollar. Like what's the difference? Like why is the McDouble not causing me this ill, like sickness type shit? Cause it's a single prisoners? item. Okay. I mean, that's it. It's a single, you're paying for a single item. I, I mean, I, I can't speak to the quality and the contents of what's in that McDouble, but you, this is the difference is like you're buying a McDouble versus you're buying an entire meal. Like with, okay. 
with a main, a side, maybe two sides, a piece of bread. Like it, there's so much more food. It's still cal- calorically deficient, but there's a lot more of it. And we're, I'm going right. to, okay. I'll show you a picture as to we're going to talk about like one, we're actually just about to talk about one meal in particular, just to kind of give you an idea of like what goes into these meals, because, you know, on their nose, they have to look legitimate, even if they're not necessarily legitimate. Okay. Um, Fair enough. So Charlie, we talked about this guy at first. So convicted felon, shithead and former sheriff of Maricopa County, Joe Arpaio, who I despise with the heat of a thousand suns, um, bragged about how i know this story yeah okay. you know this guy for sure yeah uh he bragged about how little he spent on feeding inmates and this is a quote from joe arpaio this guy fucking sucks i mean he's the fucking worst of the worst of the worst this is what he said i got meal costs down to 40 cents a day per inmate it costs a dollar and 15 cents a day to pe- to feed the department's dogs now I'm cutting prisoners' calories from three thousand to twenty five hundred a day. So these guys bragging about feeding prisoners less than the department's dogs. Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. Fuck you. Really? I mean, like, great. We love dogs. I'm pro dog. Love dogs. Would do anything for them. But like, treating. I mean, I just I, I can't. This it's people good. with families, and I just I don't I don't understand. I just I don't I don't get it. Yep. Like, what does that do for rehabilitation? It does nothing. Yep. Nothing at all. That's so, not what our prison system is built for anymore. No, no it's punishment. It's no, it's not built not. for re- rehabilitation anymore. It's right. built for repeat offenders, is all it's built for. Because well, it's, if you get the prisoner out of the system, they're not making as much money. It's built to create repeat offenders. Yeah. Let's, that's that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, from the Marshall Project about Joe Arpaio, uh, so it says in Arizona's Maricopa County, Sheriff Joe Arpaio has bragged about his cost-cutting measures, which include removing all meat from the menu, which was replaced by soy, and only serving meals twice a day. The meals cost between 15 and 40 cents a piece. And the uh, he calls it, the, Arpaio calls it the cheapest meals in the U.S., according to Arpaio's official biography. In 2013, Sheriff Arpaio tweeted the cost and calorie count for a special and more expensive thank Thanksgiving meal for inmates. And what does that look like? We're going to take a look at it. We're literally going to look at it and I'll link all of this in the, in the chat, but it, it includes one cup of glazed carrots, one brownie, half a cup of fresh fruit, one cup of mashed potatoes, one tablespoon of margarine and five ounces of Turkey soy casserole and one dinner roll. Soy casserole. Yeah. You want to see what this looks like? Um, this is the meal that he has got for 40 cents. This costs 40. It's like, you're not getting quality shit here. That's what it looks like. Now, part of you so, can go out and I like, I said, I'll link this, but the, like, it, it, it looks like it could be a full meal. Right? It looks like some quality stroganoff. It looks like some hamburger helper type shit with the yeah. PPs. But it was 40 cents. Like, how do you get those costs down that low? You cut corners, you use bad products, sometimes spoiled product and don't give a fuck. Uh, nope. that's really like introspect. I don't know if that's the right word. It probably sounds stupid, but it's really introspective to think about like fresh fruit. It's something that our body needs. It's something that us is not convicted people. It's something that we would, you know, typically eat every day. Or if you're on the healthier side of things to them, that's like their Thanksgiving meal is fresh fruit. Think about yep. that. 
Yep. Think about that. Something your body needs is a special treat. That's a special meal. That's your Thanksgiving meal, right? That's not even, that's not a regular meal. The regular meals are far, far worse. They like, and they up the calories in a lot of these meals by just putting giant slabs of butter or margarine because they know the calorie count's really high. And so they could be like, hey, there's 1500 calories in this meal because there's a giant block of butter, just raw butter in the middle of the plate. Like that's not, that's you're you're you ever eat numbers. raw butter though i mean it's, it's not bad it's pretty good it's pretty fucking good when i was it in was high not, school was not high school, we would get like you. tubs of butter and i would just eat it like out of the container oh no why yeah i was i was not a popular kid in high school <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to imagine why not there goes dalton eating the butter again <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> butter eating cousin fucking Dalton. <laughs> um, so I, I did a little research just kind of fucking around on LinkedIn and I found a guy who worked for Maricopa County Sheriff's office and he oversaw the food service. He ended up getting a job with Aramark in February of 2020. So there's a direct pipeline. This guy went from me being a manager at a taco bell to managing Maricopa County's prisons, food, jail, food supply to Aramark. Hey man, talk about this quality fucking. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, shit. I'm not shitting on Taco Bell. You trying um, the fucking chicken quesadillas, but man. <laughs> that actually is what I usually get is the chicken quesadilla. Yeah, it's really good. That's you know, awesome. I throw with black beans in there. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Same that's good stuff. Um, so I'm gonna pick I'm gonna let's let's pivot from Arizona, right? Because I don't want to just pick on Arizona. And let's talk about Michigan. And boy, there was some shit that happened when they contracted Aramark to take over their state-run food service. So Aramark won a three-year, $145 million contract on December 8th, 2013. Pay attention to the dates because this is going to be important. Um, they were going to operate uh, the food services for the corrections department, which is expected to save the state somewhere between 12 and $18 million. I only say that because I've seen a lot of different figures as to what actually it was going to save. Some were 12, some were 18, but it's in that range, right? Just so you know how much money they're going to save. Um, Michigan has traditionally handled food service internally for, for prisoners as uh, like state employees. And the Aramark contract cost around 370 public sector jobs right off the bat. Right. They just were like, we're firing these people that work for the state. We can't afford to pay them. We are going to bring in our own shills, more or less. Um, these cuts were uh, opposed by the MCO. See, uh, I'm sorry. Let's try that again. These cuts were opposed by the MCO SEIU, which is a um, correction officer unit or union. Sorry, the correction correctional officers union. And basically their argument was. If you fire these people and bring in people for less money, we are less safe. Right. Because now you've got people working in these prisons who don't have the right training, don't know how to do things. What if a knife goes missing? They don't know how to do that. Right. So you've now you've taken people that are specialized in how to do their job, brought in cheaper labor. They they understand that problems can happen. They're in danger. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, their their members are in danger. So I feel like Mar- all this was was touched on in uh, Orange is the New Black, and like some of the later seasons, they've touched on a lot of this. Like when they tried to go privatized and stuff, and like maybe you remember a right. lot of this was really touched on in that show, which is really interesting now that I think about it. I didn't watch a lot of the later episodes, so or seasons. So you might be right. Um, so by March, right, 
this is they got the they got they got the contract in December. By March, the state had fined Aramark a hundred thousand dollars for in quotes for unauthorized menu changes and meal shortages, as well as a number of incidents where Aramark employees had improper contact with inmates. Like fucking? Yeah, like fucking. Oh man, you can't be fucking to inmates. Oh. <laughs> nope. Um more than that, the folks that replaced the the state employees were not great. And this is from an article on M Live, which is Michigan Live. Um, by May, right? So now we're May, right? Yeah. Contract in December. By May, fifty eight Aramark employees had been barred from the state's prisons. Holy shit! And the food service director at Parnell Correctional Facility near Jackson was fired for failing a sobriety test after appearing intoxicated at work. Jesus Christ. Dude. Um, uh, another source said the count is close to 80 Aramark employees who have been banned and blamed low wages and the prison environment for contributing to the problems. And this is in quotes. You've got these low wage workers in one of the most stressful and dangerous environments that anyone could ever work in. You could be low paid and still be professional and have credibility and be a hard worker. So I'm not trying to malign, malign all of them. I'm just saying when you pay such a low wage, you're going to attract a lot of people who aren't there for a career. Right. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. This is, you, I can't paid to take jobs and not expect to be a career job. But whenever you're in that field and you have somebody that with the mindset of like, hey, fuck this job. I'm just going to get another one. They're not yep. going to do anything to protect nope. their job. and They're not going to give a fuck. Yep. Um, and that was in May. That was only six months after Aramark got this fucking contract. Not they, brother, not even six months. That's three e- months. No, it's May. May. It's, May. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I didn't write down. Yeah, May. it jumped from March to May as he right writes the, the dates. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that, but by July, two months after this, it got worse. Things got way worse. 30 prisoners at Parnell Correctional Facility in Jackson were being treated for food poisoning days after maggots were found in small cracks around a food service line. In the latest, in a string of protein, baby. Oh, gross. Uh, (laughs) And the latest, a string of reported issues with Aramark Correctional Services, the private provider that the Michigan Department of Corrections put on notice earlier this month due to unapproved menu changes and food shortages. This is in quotes. The most recent problems are real problems. So that's something we're looking into. Snyder told reporters in an unrelated event in Lansing. This shouldn't happen in terms of quality and safety of food. That's not acceptable. Now, I want to talk about this because the guy Snyder was Rick Snyder. And he is the governor of the state of Michigan at the time. This guy should be in fucking prison right now. 100%. And when I tell you what he did, you will agree with me. He is almost single-handedly responsible for the Flint, Michigan water crisis. Ooh. Oh, how so? He was the governor that oversaw Michigan. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to say he dumped like some radioactive waste in the river or something. No, no. Do you know do you know <laughs> the story though? The Flint River, yeah. You can't drink the water, you can't bathe in the water, you can't do right. anything in the water. So so he he switched Flint Flint's drinking water from the Detroit municipality to the Flint River. Oh, to save money. And it was his administration and the people that he had brought in to run the city. That would be like Cleveland taking their drinking water from that goddamn fire river that's beside the Cuyahoga. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it was it was perfectly fine drinking water. He made the switch to save money. And 
the 12 people died of Legionnaire's disease. The amount of lead in the water was enough for the EPA to, to call it. Um, uh, it exceeded the EPA's threshold to be classified as hazardous waste. This is shit that's coming out of people's tap water. Yeah. Right, just to they, save they some money. Their, they could light their water on fire. Like there yeah. is uh, a documentary on Netflix uh, called, I believe it's just called Flint, and it literally it, it discusses all about it. The big thing there was that when they switched the water over, I think it had something to do with the pressure. Is what uh, like made all the pipes like and all that stuff like really. Uh, uh, leak out all that kind of stuff it wasn't the water itself that was bad it was literally the pipes that were that were already there uh and it broke a lot of that shit loose and it started causing all the issues it wasn't even the water itself so that's really fucked up even the local gm plant general motors complained that the water from the flint river was causing corrosion issues with newly machined prices Jesus. this water is so fucking awful. And this asshole, Rick Snyder, was the governor of the state and honestly, again, should be in jail. Um, the city issued an order to Flint to boil the water before drinking it. And this is a city of over 100,000 people. This is not like a little podunk and, town. And number two, you shouldn't have to boil your water right. to drink it. <laughs> and number three, it should also be said that it's primarily a black city. I mean, it's it's a city that... I wonder why it hasn't got fixed yet. I know, Right. Not racism. <laughs> so Nothing more this, American. Anyway, that we could do a whole series about Flint and the just the fucking atrocities that happened there. But back to the food. Yeah, well, was there's just maggots in the food. Right. You should the prison the meals in prison. I don't care what you did. It should not be similar to an episode of Fear Factor. Well, like, but my just, my point is that. This is so awful that the same guy who created the Flint water crisis said, no, 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 this is unacceptable. Right. right. Like this right. is that that guy who seemingly has no moral compass was like, we can't feed people this food. From he this looked company. at it and was like, that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, man, I've done some fucked up shit. But that is way worse. That's exactly what it is. That, that's my point, yeah. is that this monster, this, this soulless monster was like, okay, well, even this is beyond my, my you know, like beyond anything I would do. And right. so in July, you know, eight months after the contract was signed, uh, Michigan ended its contract with Aramark. They said, fuck you guys. You're so awful. We're getting rid of this, but it's okay to poison black people in Flint, Michigan. So that's, that's the threshold here. That's where they draw the line. Yeah. And uh, I should say though, that rather than have this uh, bring back the state run system, uh, they contract, they contracted another private food supplier called Trinity services group, which would charge the state more than Aramark, but apparently the, the quality is slightly better. Um, and, and they don't even hide what they're doing. Right. According to Trinity, which is the other. Group, why would you have to, that speaks to how, just like ignored prisoners are in the United yeah. States. Oh, absolutely. They're just they're forgotten about. They're sitting there and they're left to rot. Yeah. And Trinity, who won the contract after Aramark, said that, that their vision is to, in quotes, be the industry's best team, delivering innovative solutions and profitable relationships. Profitable relationships. 
you're dealing with the lives of people and you're like one of your first thoughts is profitable relationships. That's, That's so their fun. vision statement. <laughs> um, so I, and I just, I, like, I'm, I'm dogpiling on Michigan, but I just want to make sure that, you know, this is not just Michigan. This is not just a state by state thing. This is not something that only affects some places. It's not, and not just others. eight mile. It's not just be rabbit. It's not just slim shady. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just uh, Royster five, nine. It's not just kid rock. It's not just, <laughs> please don't say kid rock ever again on this podcast or I will quit from D town, baby. No, no. <laughs> No, he's not. He's not. From he's, the suburbs no. of Detroit. Dalton? Dead serious. Dalton, if I quit, there's no podcast. I am. Dalton? <laughs> All right. This is from Food and Law Policy. In 2005, uh, Cowboy, Easton... baby. Dalton, I swear to fucking God. No. Stop. No, no, Dalton. You know, I can mute you, right? Okay. Oh, oh, look, I muted him. Great. It's wonderful. (laughs) This is Charlie me again. Yeah, you can sing whatever you want. Nobody can hear us. (laughs) He doesn't know how to unmute himself. Hi. Hi. Okay. (laughs) Um, This is from um, Food Law and Policy. In 2005, Easton, Pennsylvania, City Inspector Ed Ferrero discovered that the prison stored food in a bathroom did not have hot water or soap for kitchen workers to wash their hands and use refrigerators not cold enough to safely store food. In fact, Ferrero stated that he would have asked the owner to close the facility if he found the same conditions in a private business's kitchen. So this is Pennsylvania. Further, Due to often extreme disparity between Aramark's bid offers and those of its competitors, it seems clear that Aramark employs these tactics with the sole intention of improving improving its bottom line. For example, a Florida Inspector General's cost-value analysis of its contract with Aramark found that Aramark pocketed a $10.5 million windfall in Florida alone by charging for meals that it never served and incorporating cheaper ingredients into recipes despite explicit instructions forbidding this practice. Wow. So like in some of these places, the, the, the like state legislators have taken steps to ensure that there is quality to a certain extent in these right. meals. And Aramark is like, no, 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 no. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. So additionally, this is also from that same article, the Kentucky Department of Corrections conducted an extensive examination of its food service contract with Aramark, revealing numerous improprieties. For example, despite the fact that the party's contract specifically required Aramark to disclose documents to the state for purposes of a financial audit and public transparency, Aramark refused to do so at the state's request. Further, the audit revealed numerous instances of Aramark making unauthorized food substitutions and using improper quantities of ingredients. The audit revealed several other examples of Aramark cutting corners in order to further its own financial interest. Finally, as its contracts with the state correction department often compensate Aramark based on the number of inmates housed in the prison rather than the total number of meals actually served. This is fucked up. This is evil shit. Aramac has little financial incentive to produce meals that inmates actually want to consume. 
they would rather count. they would rather starve. <laughs> it's head count. Get the head count, make the money. We don't give a shit about how many serves meals we serve or what the meals are. Right. They don't care. They're serving rotting food. I read one story about how a, a jail system that Aramark ran replaced meat with soy and Prisoners, male prisoners were growing breasts because of how much soy they consumed. And that's probably where the soy boy narrative comes from. Well, yeah, because of the estrogen. And it's like, an I think it's estrogen that's in soy. And it will actually, you know, if you eat it in, I mean, it's an extreme amount, but right. that, that was happening. But that's all they're food. consuming. So, yeah, it's all you're consuming. Everything is soy. Um, all right. So here we go. So what happens when prisoners don't get enough food, right? Health is obviously the main concern, but they're also driven to any other food source they have access to, which in prison is dun, 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 dun. I will eat your ass. Yes, they will not eat ass. They are going to. They toss salad for food. Oh, (laughs) man, it is real bad. (laughs) Or good. Or good. I mean, but that's not really a sufficient calorie source, but you know, you do what you got to do. Depends on how big that booty is. Uh, (laughs) You got a four course meal over there. (laughs) A lot of ass on that boy. No, I was talking about Dalton's wife. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I started talking about me. I was like, yeah, I got a dumpy. No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) That really landed flat. (laughs) <laughs> I will never disparage Vic that way again. I promise. No, I mean you're not. Oh. <clears throat> he broke his computer again. You're not wrong, right? <laughs> I know your wrong. type. I know exactly what you what you go for. I know what yeah. you bark at. I send you content <laughs> that you literally bark. Sorry, Dalton. Come on, star. So um, this is we're going to talk about commissary, right? Because that's what that's that's this is now the thing that feel Bro, fills the gap. You get a fucking honey bun in jail. You're a king of the block. Right. Let me tell you. But it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. if you were fed enough to satisfy your nutritional needs, you should commissary shouldn't be a thing. But there's a lot of money to be made from commissary. So it's a thing. Guess who's also a player in the commissary space? Oh, boy. Aramark. Aramark. Yep. They're not the biggest player in the industry, but um, the grift and the markup is still real. So their Aramark's commissary service is known as eye care Mm, of all things. they do. (laughs) Uh, Which is kind of a slap in the face. So in addition to the things you can buy from the prison, your loved ones can also send a care package. And I really quickly, again, audio medium. So you're going to have to describe all this shit. I want to show you their website. I entered a fake prisoner's name and managed to get into their website. So Dalton, read out some of these names, which are fucking stupid and some marketing genius. This looks like a fucking package you get from Starbucks or goddamn fucking like your boutique bakery down the street. What the fuck? It's not boutique. You got got the chips. You got the Miss You a Latte, which is an assortment of coffee goods. You got the Sips and Chips, which is, you know, your road trip go-to when you go to a gas station. You got your uh, Purple Bag Doritos, which are elite. And you got your, uh, it looks like Pepsi products, Sierra Mist, Pepsi. Do you want to go into it? you want to see what it is? I don't know. Y'all can see it from here. Uh, I mean, this is what you get for, this is $45. $45. Go back up. So, yeah, $45. You get a bag of Chex Mix. Mountain Dew Ice, 
uh, crunchy Cheetos, two bags, not one, but two of the goaded Dorito species. But they're little bags. Yeah, the little bags, like the two for a dollar bags at the gas station. Of the spicy sweet chili Doritos, the uh, little crackers that you get, little cheddar cheese crackers, a bottle of ginger ale, a bottle of wild cherry Pepsi, a bottle of Baja Blast, a beef and cheese stick, uh, you know, like the cheap beef jerky kind, sriracha peanuts, um, white cheddar popcorn, cheddar and sour cream ruffles, also goaded. TGF Fridays, cheddar and bacon, potato skins. That's good shit there right there. Those potato bacon skins, those are good shit. Snyder's hot buffalo wing pretzel pieces, Cheetos cheddar jalapeno chips, Doritos nacho cheese chips, uh, Chester's hot fries, and a thank you note. So, what do you think that actually costs? Just curious. uh, The road trip special, probably about from $25 to $30. Right. And so, what do you think that a wholesaler gets it at? Uh, probably like 15 bucks. Yep. And they charge $45. Right. And there's nothing wrong with markup. That's no, what retail is all about. But, that, but that's a fucking bullshit. <laughs> but I, I, and so I want to say, this is, this is the point I want to make. So the, the average spend, there was, there was a, um, a study by the prison policy Institute, or I'm sorry, initiative, the prison policy initiative. And they found that the average spend on commissary for a year Right of the the jails and prisons that they surveyed was nine hundred and forty seven dollars a year. God damn! Right, the average yearly wage made by prisoners that are incarcerated per year per year is anywhere from one hundred and eighty dollars to six hundred and sixty dollars a year. That, so, that's that's the most diabolical thing of anything. <laughs> that's, that's fucking so slave labor. These 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 people can't make enough money to buy the commissary items that they buy. So they rely reliant- all those fires out in California. That's prisoners fighting those fires, making like twenty five cent an hour, cent if that. Hour, if yeah. that. But it's all a cycle, right? Because then these people have to have their families wire them money through JPay. And then they could buy commissary items. And none of that, none of them, none, spoiler, none of them had fresh food. None of them. It was all sodas and potato chips. And while Dalton, that probably sounds pretty good to you, it doesn't support an actual balanced diet, right? At all. You, call it, you calling me fat? No, I'm calling you unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, did you see that mouth shape? <laughs> Um, king so but like there's a couple of problems with relying on something like commissary to fill in the nutritional gaps that incarcerated people have uh one it costs them and their family money right and if we as a society decide that prisons must exist to ensure the safety of the citizens then we as a society have an obligation to meet the minimum standards of living for those people and we don't that's it we don't so they have to pay money to eat more so they're not hungry. And the, the more that they're eating is shit. And, and, the, and the second problem is that the food that you buy in a commissary, again, is garbage. Like nothing fresh. Like I just said, everything is heavily processed. It's full of sodium, it's full of sugar, which is tastes good, but it doesn't do anything for you. Um, and, and besides malnutrition and hunger, there's something else to, to consider. Non-foodborne diseases like diabetes. Mm-hmm. This is a fucking issue. This is uh, from an article by the American Diabetics or Diabetes Association. It says the easiest and most cost-effective means to facilitate good outcomes in patients with diabetes is 
instituting a heart healthy diet as the master menu. There should be consistent carbohydrates. I'm sorry. There should be consistent carbohydrate content at each meal, as well as a means to identify the carbohydrate content of each food selection, providing carbohydrate content of food selections and or providing education assessing these carbohydrate contents enables patients to meet the requirements of their individual MNT goals. Commissaries should also help in dietary management by offering healthy choices and listing the carbohydrate content of foods. So think of it this way. How much is a box of pasta? A dollar. How much is a jar of Alfredo sauce? A dollar. How much is a fucking... All right, you get like six or seven chicken breasts in a bag when you pay like $12 at Walmart. So you divide that, it's probably like $1.50, $1.75 for a chicken breast. That's $3, and that will feed more than one person. That is a completely acceptable meal to have, right? Chicken Alfredo with right. chicken. And it's just like that you're not even willing to do that. The bare minimum, this cheap and easy meal, you're not willing to do yep. that. Yep. Yep. And, and, and oftentimes commissary is the only way to get non-spoiled food in some of these places. Yeah. You know, like you, you, like that's literally the, the entire food in jail is so goddamn bad. It's so bad. People would rather make their own burritos with mashed up Cheetos and water and fucking whatever they can get from the commissary to put inside of it and eat the jail food. But it's not just bad, right? It's not because it tastes yeah, bad. It's not because when I say it's bad, because the I don't quality is yeah. horrendous, right? It's right. not stored at the right temperatures. It's like, it's a whole thing, but this is, a, this is a, like a, a cycle that works together. Like JPay makes money off of people wiring prisoners money into their commissary accounts. And then they get grifted over and over and over again. They get ripped off the businesses are beneficial to each other and right. without the other one, one wouldn't exist. And when we talk about jail again, these are pre-child people that are in jail because they can't afford bail. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That, I mean, so like you've got poor people that are stuck in this cycle that'll never get out. Like they're in jail because they're poor and then they get ripped off because they're poor. Let me tell you why I, why I was in jail. Well, why I spent months in jail. Okay. When I a week before I turned 21, I got busted for an underage drinking charge. When I went to court, I was 21, but I still got a year's probation for being under 21. I got caught drinking. Uh, like late into my probation, I got uh, violated my probation and I went to jail for the rest of my probation term. So my charge while I was sitting in jail was underage drinking. I was in jail for over a month for underage drinking. Yep. Like, and the, I'm sure I'm not the only one. No, not at all. So th just think about that. We're not talking about hardened prisoners. We're not talking about rapists and murderers. We're talking no. about people doing no. petty shit. And, and I'm glad you made that point because that's that's a big part of this. Is this is not, you know, we're not saying I'm not saying I'm not going to speak for you guys. Saying let murderers and, and you know convicted rapists or you know like run free. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not. Right. I'm not a prison abolitionist, but I am a prison reformist at my my core. The, most of the people in the jail is marijuana based charges or they're waiting for their fucking trial and they can't yeah. afford bail. That's, that's it. That that's what the whole thing is. It's like, and this whole industry has popped up and they're like, we can make money off of people at their absolute lowest point in their life. Yeah. And they do, and they get away with it. They're encouraged to do it. And it's disgusting. Um, so I looked an Aramark site. I wanted to find if they had a section dedicated to diabetes care. 
right? Prisoners with diabetes. It's estimated about 80,000 inmates have diabetes. That's not an insignificant amount of people. Uh, and there's nothing. But I did find a lawsuit against or against Aramark regarding diabetes. Um, an inmate named Marvin Jackson sued Aramark. He claimed that Aramark refused to provide a diabetic diet. And more generally, that the food served by Aramark is not nutritionally adequate and it's not well balanced. That uh, Aramark uh, maintained unsanitary food service conditions and expired and served expired food. So he's right on. And this is a very recent lawsuit. Um, it was in 2020. And this lawsuit oh, wow. was dismissed because the court said it had no merit because the court hates prisoners more than it hates women's health. <laughs> that is saying a lot. Oh, speaking of women's health, you can go find our new shirt with all the profits going to the National Network of Abortion Funds at ifyoucatchmygift.bigcartel.com. You love me because I served you up like that. Oh, yeah. On a platter. I got you, boo-boo. Don't worry. Don't let it happen here. Get involved now. Be on the right side of history. Be on the side of good. Wear the white hat. This is your chance to be involved in human history, and it is your destiny to be involved on the side of good. And that, my friends, is the only time you can listen to Alex Jones. Chef's kiss, Charlie. (laughs) Um, So according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, African-Americans were 60% more likely than non-Hispanic white adults to be diagnosed with diabetes by a physician. And in 2018, non-Hispanic blacks were twice as likely as non-Hispanic whites to die from diabetes. Now, you got a system that incarcerates black people at nearly five times the rate of white people. And you provide zero diabetic care, and not, it's just—it's a shame. It's—it's it's, it's a shame. It's—it's—it's it's, it's beyond a shame. It's a, a fucking atrocity. And we're gonna the next episode. Every that politician that's not making an active effort to reform the justice system should be ashamed of themselves. Well, that's pretty much every politician. Yeah, every politician on a national on a national level, um, save for one. <laughs> I will. I will go ahead and disclose the next prison industrial complex episode we're going to talk about healthcare, and it's just gonna be just as dire getting to medical and like i'll watch people like try to get to medical while i was in jail and you have to be like either fucking bleeding or dying yep absolutely and so we're going to talk about that but let's go back to this episode and finish this thing out um it it, you know service is another aspect where aramark cuts corners to the detriment of incarcerated people. So we're going to move beyond just food, right? There's the food. I think we've covered that. I think we've bashed it with a baseball bat and just like what these conditions are like. But I also want to talk about the service and the people that are involved. Um, Poor pay for workers that are actually inside the prison. As a result, there have been increased incidents of workers smuggling contraband and sexual contact between Aramark employees and inmates. And now I want to play a clip for you of this fucking ghoul who is the CEO of Aramark. And uh, I will link this video in the chat uh, or in the, the show notes. And you can judge for yourself. You were like, that's not nice. I don't give a fuck. This guy doesn't deserve it for me to be nice to him. Uh, here we go. This is the CEO talking about their prison to work pipeline, basically. I'm John Zilmer, Chief Executive Officer of Aramark. Thanks for allowing me to share some thoughts with you about our corrections business 
and why we're proud of the work we do in this important industry each and every day. We developed our Into Work vocational program with the goal of reducing recidivism through both education and employment. And that's why we continue to invest and drive innovation around Into Work, because it aligns with our values. We want to use that opportunity to create jobs and second chance hiring. Through education, encouragement, and employment, we offer the insights and expertise to ensure the person crossing the bridge is not doing so alone. Give That's pretty much Trimmers it. Trimmers is doing great work recently. Did you see the makeup on that guy's face? The special <laughs> effects? Oh my God. So this fucking guy, he's saying paying people 25 cents an hour is actually going to make them productive members of society. And that there's a direct link between working at a minimum wage, no, sub-minimum wage job and recidivism. This guy's fucking business is based around recidivism, right? Yeah, Giving you people- want them to be productive out of society? Put trade, allow them to learn a trade. Right. Allow them to seek out, easily seek out college courses. Dalton, did you see in the video, though, they look so happy and healthy and they all got their serve Pro certificates and everything? Man. You know what you could do with serve Pro? You could work at a <sighs> fucking fast food restaurant for the rest of your life. That's what yep. you could do with serve Pro. And, and there's nothing so- against that. But if you want more than that, you can't do it because guess what? A lot of these people are fucking felons now and they can't get a job like that. Teach them a trade. Teach them how to run electric. Teach them how to weld. Teach them how to do all this other shit where they can actually do their job outside of prison. I 100% agree. And I don't say that often with you, Dalton. I I 100% agree. Do you trust a prisoner with electric, though? No, would, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not like he's um, going to shock you. Well, he might steal your electricity later on, but you know we'll come we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I don't believe that, that anybody... was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going to say, I, I think that reform is a real thing, and it, it's very hard for me to believe. There's there's a very small amount of people that are beyond reform, yeah. but there is a whole industry that we're talking about that is against reform because that affects their bottom line. And that's why the cancer culture in today's society is such bullshit. Because all these people, they they're not above reform. Um, I was waiting for Austin to snap, but he didn't do it. No, I don't. I don't I'm not weighing in on cancel culture. I'm not. <laughs> you know, we're not. That's a different podcast. I'm I was, not doing that. I was trying to. I was trying to. <laughs> you were trying you to going. get me. You can't yeah. get me going. Not about that. I got to be drunk, and it's got to be about like <laughs> Nap Hill's grandkid, and then I'll fucking go or Facebook. You know. Who, you know who could be redeemed? Fred Phelps. I'm not responding to that <laughs> because not even you believe that genuinely. No, I don't, I don't, don't. believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that. You're not that big a shithead. Um, <laughs> so I, I really want you, oh, since we're talking about prisons today, I really want you to see Cool Hand Luke. <gasps> oh, Luke? yeah. Okay. God, I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah. See if uh, you can get a uh, speed tech data to the server because it's okay. not free anywhere right now. You need to watch that movie. That's a prison film. That's the scariest version of like jail I've ever seen. And it was like back in the olden days. It's very scary. Okay. It's a good movie too. Paul Newman eating them eggs. Is that the guy that sings the Toy Story song? No, that's Randy Newman. Oh, okay. 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 You got a friend in me. 
Okay, so that's like the weird country metal version of that song, but yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. That's by uh, Hell Yeah. <laughs> God, fuck Hell oh, Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, I don't know what we're talking about again. Uh, the guy so, from Mudvayne wearing a cowboy hat. That's all you need oh, to know. Okay, okay. You just killed the podcast again, Dalton, and you didn't. it wasn't your computer's fault. It was your fault. <laughs> Well, anyway. I was trying to tell you, you don't want to listen to the guy from Mudvayne in a cowboy hat. You don't. I don't want to listen to the guy from Mudvayne. Period. They the have a stop. song <laughs> called "Alcohol and Ass." That actually sounds pretty good to me, to be honest. Alcohol and not alcohol and ass. Alcohol oh. and ass. Oh, okay. I'm less interested now. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so how does all this happen, right? How did, well, how did, how did, Chad Gray really went down like this weird rabbit hole no, of no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm talking about Aramark. How do, how does a company like Aramark get into this industry, right? How how do they how do they like sabotage people's health in prison? Well, I went to the government. They're like, "Hey, I see this thing you're doing. We can do it yep. for less." Yep, and 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 a lot of it is money based, and they are a multi-billion-dollar corporation, so they throw cash at local politicians they get people elected right they're lobbying and they're 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 donating to people's campaigns that's a big part of it but they also have a very sophisticated media arm and i'm just going to really quickly go through one of their the the campaigns that they ran so when aramac was bidding on that contract for michigan that disastrous contract for michigan an op-ed ran in the Detroit Free Press, which is the big, the biggest paper in Michigan, by two fellows. One was named si- uh, Simon Hakim. The other one was Erwin Blackstone. And the title of that story was, Data Shows Running Prisons for Profit is a Win-Win. Oh, win-win for Win-win. And it was based on a research paper that they quote in the op-ed, um, Blackstone and Hakim Hakim, sorry, are both professors of economics at Temple University. So naturally, they would know, right? And I will just say, Temple University is based in Philadelphia, which is also where Aramark is based. Oh, okay. So just, just. They totally didn't have any involvement at all. Not at all. Totally independent study. Completely independent paper. Anyway, from the op ed, and this is a quote. Critics of contractor-operated prisons argue that they generate savings at the expense of quality. Our research, however, found no evidence of this. Private facilities generally met industry standards established by the Independent American Correctional Association, and in several cases, private facilities offered more rehabilitation programming than their public counterparts. Michigan, a state that is a leader in reducing recidivism rates, knows well the importance of providing this type of quality programming. Additionally, in terms of staff quality, we found that private correctional officers are generally paid comparable wages and received substantially similar training to their public counterparts. Private contractors typically offer workers matching contributions up to 5% of their salaries for their 401k accounts, which is in line with other corporate entities. Does that sound believable? Does that sound true? <laughs> Not at all. Not at Not all. at fucking all. You just what? said a bunch of bullshits all I heard. It, that because that's what it was. So what wasn't disclosed was that the paper hadn't been peered. The paper that they referenced the study had not been peer reviewed or published in a single academic journal. Which in academia means it's bullshit. 
right? Like right. no one will touch it. No one agrees with it. There's nobody saying, yes, this is right. This is a good standard um, because that's my academic voice. Sorry, any academics that might be listening, but you knew what you were in for when Dalton started talking about his dick at some point in this you know, episode. Um, <laughs> I had a good time in the bathtub. um so it also didn't disclose that the research paper they were referencing was funded by the private prison industry what a shock i was right yeah you were 100 (laughs) percent right yep um Uh. also one of the authors of that op-ed simon hakeen literally wrote a book titled privatizing correctional institutions so he has really uh, firsthand experience yeah, on the matter. Yeah, absolutely yeah. unbiased, unbiased source right there. So um, obviously at this point, right, we're in 2022. Aramark unbiased was Michael Cole during the Mrs. Title run. That's a joke for a select few people. Yeah, not me either. Or Charlie. <laughs> Charlie just fucking no-sold the shit out of that. <laughs> but I, so Aramark's 2022, right? Clearly they've seen the error of their ways. They've seen them, they've reformed, and they're a much better corporation that doesn't have any issues or anything, and they don't do bad things to prisoners anymore. No, no, that's not true. Um, they, they, you know, I mean, they've done great things, right? They made a pledge to reduce greenhouse gas, greenhouse gases by 15% by the year 2030, right? So they're woke. They're woke. They're totally woke. They wouldn't treat prisoners bad. They also um, added a chief diversity and sustainability officer to their leadership team this year. So they're woke. They're fucking woke, you know, because diversity and sustainability have so much overlap that you can absolutely hire one person to oversee both of those things. Right. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. That makes absolutely. a lot of sense. They're fucking woke. Bonus points if it's a white guy. Yeah. they. It's it's a woman. Ah. Oh, okay. I mean, and, really and, diverse in here. I only saw a picture, so I'm not going to make a call on ethnicity. Um, it's definitely only a woman because they could pay her less. Yes, hundred percent. Charlie for the win. Charlie for the win. <laughs> uh, so you know, because again, you know, it's like I mean, this is this is this is a cushy job. It's it's oh god, it's so fucking annoying. They should Fox News should be all over this. Is this woke corporation is you know hiring a diversity and sustainability? They hired officer. a woman. They hired a vagina to run <laughs> their sustainability and, and we diversity. We don't want to hear about your states' rights anymore. We hired a woman. Oh god. So. And they're still winning contracts. That's the fucked up thing. This company is still going. They're winning contracts. Just this year, Miami University, which is in Ohio and not in Florida, that's going to blow Dalton's mother. No, that actually did not because Action Bronson has a lyric where he rigged the game at Miami of Ohio. All so, right, good. Yeah. Look at you, baby. Oh, I'd let you, you in just it. so I could feel you on top of me. Action? Sure. Have you seen him? He's trimmed up a lot. Yeah, I know. You were talking about how Buffy is and how proud of you of him you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, the fuck yeah. And I thought you were fat shaming me. No, what? Yeah, that's what I felt like. You really hurt my feelings with that. Did I really? No, not at all. Oh, okay. I'm just fucking with you. Anyway, okay. <laughs> uh, so from the uh, university student newspaper, and I just want to quote this because I think it's funny. So um, Miami University contracted Aramark to take over their on-campus um dining and i actually spoke to a graduate of miami university and he said that the food was terrible so anything is an improvement however you know they talk about how oh the 401k matching programs and all this shit is equal from private to public 
right? Like they right. said, oh, public they employers match. Yeah, right. Whatever. So they, that that exactly. It said so. This is from the story. Dining employees will have the option to remain employed by Miami or switch to Aramark. Um, David Creamer, Miami's senior vice president for finance and business service, doesn't anticipate many employees looking for looking to switch because a big part of Aramark's role is bringing in new workers and Miami's, there it is, retirement benefits will be better. Mm. <laughs> so both will provide equal pay and almost benefits. like 401ks are a fucking scam. That's crazy. Or, or that believing that this private company is going to provide better 401ks is bullshit. Right. And that's it. And that's even in like, this is a pro Aramark article. <laughs> They're like, thank goodness we're bringing Aramark in because the services are so terrible. However, nobody's going to quit from the working at the university to work for Aramark because their retirement benefits are terrible. Right. Um, so there's a little hope. And I'm going to leave on a positive note as we kind of wrap this up. There's some hope, and it's with the young people who I put a lot of faith in. And the youth of America is what's going to get us through. If there's anything I've learned from TikTok, it's the youth of America. And the second that I stop believing in that, we're, I just, I don't know. I'm going to just pack it in. It's done. So um, students at UNC, University of North Carolina, have urged the school to divest from Aramark because of its involvement with the prison industrial complex, the good on them. Right. Um, Aramark employees at Western Kentucky university have organized and are attempting to form a union. This is all these years, this, this year, these are current stories. Fuck yeah. Um, a piece run in FSU, Florida state university news. Go knows. Yeah. In January called out Aramark for pay discrepancies. They noted that Starbucks had raised their minimum wage uh, company-wide to $15 an hour, yet Starbucks stores run by Aramark still paid employees $11 an hour because they basically license Starbucks and they run their own Starbucks. French, they're a franchisee. Yeah. Uh, in, 2020, in 2020, a lawsuit was brought in California by 14 current and former inmates of the Santa Rita Jail in California alleging numerous constitutional violations. Among these claims was that Sheriff... Ahern and Aramark are deliberately indifferent to the inmates' need for food that is adequate to maintain health in violation of the plaintiff's 8th and 14th Amendment rights. It's gross. This fucking lawsuit is nasty. But one inmate found a cooked cockroach in his rice. This is in 2020. This is still happening. Once again, the meals you serve people should not resemble what you would see on Fear Factor. Yep. Fucking lootly. So it, this is a quote from that story uh, or from the case, not even the story. This is from the lawsuit. It said, I also reported the cockroach to two Aramac, or Aramark workers, but Kenny told me it was an onion. When I told the Aramark worker, Ms. Margarita, she told it, she told me that eating roach was okay. So you told me that they thought that they're trying to tell another person that the cockroach wasn't. When the fuck have you seen a roach look like an onion? Yep. Apparently it was like clear from being cooked with the rice. A fucking onion. That's crazy. That is crazy. So yeah, that's it. You know, there are people raising a lot of issues. It's interesting to me that a lot of the mainstream press coverage stopped in about 2018 even though these issues have continued and it's been a lot of like student press that has covered it. 
And what that says to me is that they legaled up like crazy and they threatened to sue uh, newspapers and, and, and media outlets. Right. And that the only outlets that are willing to do something like that are student outlets. Which they, it's not a threat to them because they don't have the audience, right? They don't have right. the reach that a main, like a, a local media outlet has. And so these guys are fucking awful. They're really awful. Like th- their whole business practice with prisons is spend as little as you can, give shit food, don't care. Nobody cares because they know that people don't give a shit about prisoners. Right. And they're exploiting that and making a lot of money on it. Oh, man. Uh, what a bummer way to end the episode. <laughs> I mean, but, but I think it's positive that like you have young folks that are, yes, that, that see Just this for what it that is. Note. Yes. That's, that's what I want to end on. They see this for what it is and they go, this is not okay. Now keep it up, kids. Gen Z, you're doing something right. Fight, fight it, fight it. Charlie, what do you think? These people did bad things, not all of them. Some of them are just waiting for trial. Do they deserve to eat this kind of compromised shit? No, I mean, like, no, absolutely not. Don't look, look at me like that. I'm not saying like people need to be eating cockroaches and stuff or spoiled food. No, I don't think that's right at all, but. But. There's no but to it, but I'm just saying, like, there's no, like, there's no call for them to be eating that. Like, there at least needs to be like at least standardized, like if you know, standard right. food, like cooked like, properly, that kind of thing. If that's, that, that's you know, Charlie uh, Butter supports prison reform. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, we have friends. That, 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 that. Yeah, go ahead. All right, we have friends. Check out our friends at Pod Van Dam, Pod TV Guide at Odds. Uh, fuck. Sticky note. You, this could solve everything. It could solve everything. But am I going to do it? Fuck Probably no. Not. You're not. <laughs> we have friends. Check out our friends at Pod Van Dam, Pod TV Guide, Echoplex Media at Odds, X Over. Uh, fucking shit, dude. We got a shirt. Yeah, uh, go Against buy our- Austin. Against Austin, I guess they can listen to that if they want to. I'm fucking your boy was on the last episode of Against exactly. Austin. So check that out if you want to hear these sweet southern sultry tones. We have a shirt that you can buy at if you catch my griff.bigcartel.com. Every profit from every shirt sold will go to the National Network of Abortion Funds. You have until August 1st. So buy now. Buy it now. Stop what you're doing. Turn your radio down. And pick up the phone, especially if you're driving, and go to if you catch my and get one of these shirts. You can subscribe to our Patreon for a bonus content like Charlie Butters eating a glizzy at patreon.com slash if you catch my grift. We have socials. We are on social media. We are in the system that they will one day use to ruin our lives. You can find us. We can find us on Twitter at Catch My Griff Pod. You can find me on all social platforms at Griff Boy Doll. You can find Austin on Twitter at Griff Daddy, and you can find Charlie on Twitter at Charlie underscore Butters. Uh, the uh, fucking Austin's holding the cat. Let the cat. Let the cat say something. He won't. He's he's he's. Do the roar. Do the roar. Are you gonna purr? Purr? Purr cat. He's not happy right now. He doesn't like being held. But this is the cat. This is my cat. Much like Austin, the cat does not enjoy it when you hold the pussy. Oh, God. <laughs> Stay beautiful. <laughs>
This young boy from Texas, so excuse my grandma. Big booty, my standards, Deuce and Fanta. If I'm in the scene, I'm flexing in the camera. Check my fellas, we all flock the same. We burst up the same feather, we together this forever. Switching bezels, every level. Me and Cinco push that two dope coupe. Ain't none of this shit rented. Serving fishes, fuck your favorite rapper. Hope he get offended. I was tripping off that hobophobia. Promise I ain't tripping, I was tripping. Off them Subi jeans, but now my closet drip is on Got a bag and I couldn't be prouder. Drop a song in your status when nada. In the booth if I'm trying to get proper. I was a schoolboy just trying to get collar greens. Homie outside with Alicia Keys. I made money from mice, they made money from fiends. Rule of all evil, what got me them tickets at Regal? So fuck what's illegal. I'm different, I really ain't get a handout. I know half of these rappers were gimmicks. I write my own lyrics, I bought my own pen. All the most by my song screaming, fuck your opinion. No need for a nigga to say that I'm winning. It's fucking. Everybody the way I been feeling I got me a bitch and my bitch got a bitch So they down for a threesome nigga Young boy from Texas so excuse my grandma Big booty my standards do and Fanta If I'm in the scene I'm flexing in the camera Check my fellas we all flock the same We burst up the same feather We together this forever Switching bezels every level Switch a Lambo for a Chevy Backseat heavy from that heavy One a bad bitch with the Fetty When she ready bitch I'm ready Fuck the sex, I want that Becky Give me Becky, if you let me I whip slow, my cook ain't steady Turn that boy into spaghetti I can ask a partner in my camp to handle something They just do it like they beefing with Adidas yeah. <laughs> Bitches popping pussy for the same Skinny nigga dropping music, ain't nobody had believing yeah. Took a couple L's, I ain't tweaking I got money to help all my reasons I got shorties from all major regions I jumped in the water and claiming the deep end hey. Hold on. Different money, I'm counting those shorties I'm pounding on, I know them niggas is pissed I'ma put a new Had to go buy my bitch silicone, then I'ma double again. Niggas ain't solid, I don't claim a friend because when I was knocking, you ain't let me in. Niggas lose vision all over the pussy or snake the whole game for a blue bitch of men. Witness, everyone said that I'm up, I was stuck at the bottom. You ain't give a fuck, I don't care for a bitch, I ain't searching for love and I don't trust the soul if he ain't from above. I ain't surfing the wave, I got locks, fuck a brush. When I got in the game, I was shit out of luck. They would look at my pain and they ain't help me up. If you mention my name, say I don't give a fuck. Some bitch, Texas, so excuse my grandma. Big booty, my standards, Deuce and Fanta If I'm in the scene, I'm flexing in the camera Check my fellas, we all flock the same We burst up the same feather We together this forever Switching bezels every level